This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This man's award-winning podcast, The Takeout, 9 o'clock tonight. 9 o'clock tonight on WCCO Radio. A lighthearted first segment, more serious news second segment. You, thankfully, sent me a picture of you early to mid-80s. I posted it today. Oh, come on. Yes, I did. I posted it today. Uh, Dave Harrigan, before I look at uh, some of the responses, Dave, what was your? Th- uh, give me your thoughts when I first showed you Major's picture from the other day. 100% class. Oh, what a suck-up. <laughs> What an absolute. Oh, He's not wrong, by the way. Mm, I don't know about the one. Uh, among the techs, who is this? The one gym teacher we all had in middle school. <laughs> not sure how to read that. Stephen Wright after his first tab of ecstasy. <laughs> that was good. That's good. D.B. Cooper. Kevin Bacon's identical twin sister. <laughs> Not bad. Caveman Not bad. lawyer. Mike Brady. Number of David Letterman's. <laughs> the creepy math teacher. All of those were suggested. This photo of young, dashing, handsome Major Garrett is available to you right now mm. at... Chad Hartman show for free. I mean, I should be charging you for this. I should we, this. Come on, you're getting this content for free. At and, and the jokes that come with it. Yes, you know? yes. I I should be paying the audience for those jokes at Chad Hartman show. So we appreciate the picture. I um I became aware not from you, by the way. I would have thought you would have shared, but I became aware because I pay attention. I like to pay attention to excellence. I like to pay attention to. Uh, businesses and institutions and individuals at the peak. And when I know as a member of the, the broad media community, I realize that the, that Walter Cronkite is still the epitome of journalism. And so if there is a school named after Walter Cronkite with journalism, it clearly is the finest journalism school on the planet. You spoke – at that school, as opposed to that dog and pony Missouri situation, <laughs> how much more enlightened do okay. you feel, and how much regret do you have for attending Missouri at this point? 
Okay, so let's reframe this conversation properly. Not sure why. First, first, the reason I went to the Walter Cronkite School of Journalism at Arizona State University. Oh, I didn't realize it was the issue. Okay. uh, Was to participate in a focus group for a topic that is near and dear to my heart, uh, reflecting my book, The Big Truth. So. Frank Luntz, who does a lot of focus groups, uh, quite famous nationally for doing that work, conducted a focus group, led the focus group. We had 17 focus group participants, all of them who are certain President Trump won the 2020 election or are very likely to believe he won the 2020 election. Therefore, the election was stolen from him. These are fairly described. They would describe themselves as election deniers. And I wanted to hear from them. Why? For so long, it's now more than two years, they still believe this. The audience around the focus group, and this is a highly unusual circumstance, usually a focus group is private. There's not a listening audience that can question themselves. We brought in an audience of students from ASU who were able to ask questions of the election deniers, as well as me, my co-author David Becker, and Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger, and the other Bill Gates, not the Bill Gates everyone knows about, but the Bill Gates who's on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors and is in chiefly in charge of elections in that most populous county in this state, which is kind of the epicenter of election denialism. Right, absolutely. And this focus group went on for two hours, live streamed at the moment. It's going to be rebroadcast in an hour-long format this Monday on CBS News Streaming. And I went there. Because, Chad, I have decided that part of what has to happen in our country is we need to have a conversation. And I told these election deniers, I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to tell you something that you don't want to hear or badger you or hound you into changing your mind. I just want to hear why you believe what you believe. And we spent two hours going round and round on this. It was by turns. Interesting, enlightening, exhausting, and depressing. But it was a process that everyone, I think, benefited from. That's why I was there. But to your underlying question, the University of Missouri is still the first and best school of journalism in the world, period. End of story. Yeah, uh, your phone broke up the last five seconds there. Everything else was fantastic. We, we lost you there. I think this is a great idea, okay? You immersed yourself literally, you and David Becker, in thousands of hours to put your book together mm-hmm. and to ask these questions, to point out how we should be applauding this election, how we should be giving mm-hmm. so many people credit. So when you heard directly, and this is not the first time, but when you heard again directly from election deniers mm-hmm. who do not have court-backed factual evidence, they have anecdotal mm-hmm. It yep. is driven by the desire that President Trump won. It is driven by other networks. But yep. the, the, the basis of reality is not there. What stood out most when you heard from these individuals? The sense of alienation and mistrust that is partly related to how we cast and count ballots, but it goes to a lot of other things. Deep dissatisfaction with the way the COVID pandemic was handled. They thought rights were trampled. They were angry about that, and this is related to that the sense that they're powerless in politics and that money runs everything. Some of it was specific. One person said, I don't believe in elections because George Soros owns all the machines. Not true, not even close to being true, but that's a perception. 
It's a bitterness that they had. Also, oh, there's ballot harvesting and there are mules and people are shoving ballots in left and right and that's changing elections. A lot of different reasons, a lot of different sentiments about why, why do we have to wait so long for election results? Don't you all remember we used to vote on the same day and we got elections that results that night? Some of it was a suspicion of technology, vote counting by machine as opposed to by hand. Just lots of things that they're uncomfortable with. And that uncomfortableness has hardened into not just skepticism, but flat out denialism. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you, after the two hours, one thing I thought was helpful, and I want to give the Greater Phoenix leadership, that's sort of their supercharged Chamber of Commerce in Phoenix credit for this. They bought 125 copies of our book. Everyone wanted a copy. We had three copies left. Fabulous. And every denier wanted a copy of the book wanted me and David to sign it, and several of them wanted pictures with us. Now, I don't know if that's going to get us 17-0 ratings on Amazon or what, but we at least exchanged ideas. We listened to each other. We were civil. We We did not find common ground. I'm not trying to suggest that we did, but at least we had a conversation where everyone felt that they were listened to, respected, and we tried to at least, if not change minds, lower the temperature a couple of degrees. Bravo to that. We need more of that. Let's pause briefly with Major, come back among our topics, how the president how the administration has handled the objects in the sky which were shot down, what Major thought of what the president had to say, and where this story is going from here. The fabulous Major Garrett joins us every Friday. Do not forget The Takeout, his podcast, on tonight at 9 o'clock. Let's talk about your home. Let's talk about your furnace. Let's include your air conditioner, by the way. You have any idea how how old either one are? 95% of you... Don't. Some of you might have a vague idea, but a lot of you also don't know how efficient either the furnace or the air conditioner are truly working right now. But you know this, energy prices are way too high. I'm lucky to work with KNS Heating there on air and also at my home. And they have a fabulous deal right now. They're going fast, okay? They started with 200 matched Lennox systems, but they're basically selling Every day. Here's what you can do. You can get a Lennox high-efficiency furnace for under $3,000 if you reach out to ksheating.com. How do you do this? You purchase a quality top-notch air conditioner and then that Lennox furnace pre-pandemic pricing, $2,995. And qualify buyers, 0% financing for 18 months. Track them down. Call them. 952-697-4328. A reminder, Major's book, The Big Truth, Upholding Democracy in the Age of the Big Lies, still available. It's a fabulous book. I encourage you uh, to read it and get very informed off a great deal of work. The and, pre- and just, just chat if sure. I could real quickly. This was a very bad week for the grifters and the liars about election 2020. A very bad week. There's a Dominion filing from Fox. Yeah, let's talk about that. All, 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 there's just a bad week. I, the, the grifters and the, the liars are getting their comeuppance this week especially. So as a traditional journalist, you worked at Fox for how long? Eight years. Eight years. Okay. Did great. 2002 to 2010. Did great work. You also realize, probably more than a lot of people, there is a clear separation between the news division 
and the hosts. But this is this enormous one point, what is this, $6 billion lawsuit, Dominion against Fox, a lot of revelations. What stood out the most to you about, hey, I'm on TV, I say this, but behind the scenes, from what I'm talking about in texts and emails, when I'm really telling the truth, the disconnect be those between those two communication forms. Yeah, that there was tremendous skepticism, well-placed skepticism, if not dismissal, of the most outrageous accusations against the 2020 election made by regular guests on Fox, Sidney Powell and Rudy Giuliani among them. Yet they were there, and the filings indicate that one of the reasons they were there and that Fox was continuing to give them airtime was because it was competing against Newsmax and other entities that were also pushing the false, and I want to emphasize the word false, accusations about the 2020 election. So there is a body of evidence now that suggests that those who were giving this space and airtime knew, senior executives knew, had deep doubts, but allowed that space on Fox to be occupied by people they had serious doubts about, which goes to intent, which goes to malice, which goes to potential defamation. People in the judicial system on the civil side will decide whether it is or isn't. But this is confirmation that there was this massive disconnect. And when I say I feel sorry, and I write about this in my book, for those people who have been grifted and lied to and manipulated, this is what I mean. This is exactly what I mean. People who thought they were getting this truth from either their news sources or the President of the United States weren't. They were abused, manipulated, and disregarded by lots of people they trusted. And that's a tragedy. Joe Biden appeared yesterday, Yep. spoke for, what would you say, maybe 10 minutes or so? Yep. I uh, anchored our special report coverage of the president's remarks, by the way. He, normally those happen 1250, you know, during the show. I mean, we're a little disappointed. Right. I've, 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 I've sent a number of emails to the White House. Can you please stop making news Fridays to 1230 to, to 1257? He, uh, I guess the headline was, we still don't know the origin I okay these. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are unrelated to the Chinese spy agency, and most likely they're from uh, private businesses, research, scientific-related. Uh, We're trying to get a handle on how many mm-hmm. objects, balloons are in the sky. Right. We're still willing to work with uh, President Xi. Mm-hmm. But there still were a lot, Major, of questions yeah. on answered what are, yeah. what are your thoughts where we're at this far after the 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 initial balloon that was shot down and now the three other unidentifiable objects since we don't know the origin and no one has stepped forward to uh, stake claim no no one's exactly there's so many questions and look i do think the administration might have a story to tell about when it detected the chinese surveillance balloon why it allowed it to to pass over the continental United States. I think there are probably some ways you could explain that, but they haven't. So I'm not going to speak for them. One way you might be able to explain it is, look, we tracked it. We knew it was a surveillance balloon. We monitored it with U-2 planes from above. We shut down all communication over places it was transiting, and we wanted to spend three days embarrassing the Chinese, having them to take responsibility for something that shouldn't have been in our airspace, And they would have said, and we knew all along we could have shot down at any time. 
but we didn't because we wanted to maximize the diplomatic pressure and the sense of embarrassment that China would feel by this. That's a story to tell. Administration hasn't told it. I don't know if it's true or not. That is a story to tell. They haven't told it, so maybe it's not true. But I thought that's why they let the thing drift for three days, because it put pressure on China and exposed other surveillance balloons of China's to amplify global awareness and therefore condemnation of it and make China explain. But if the administration isn't going to say that, well, I don't know why. That's one thing that could have been said. The other three, wait a minute, if it's a Chinese surveillance balloon and we know that and we don't shoot that down until it's over South Carolina, why do we shoot things out over Lake Huron or Canada? Exactly. Why? What is the difference? And if they're benign, why are we shooting them out of the sky? And shouldn't we know that? And shouldn't we know that? And look, I do believe that it is possible, if not probable, that because we spend most of our time looking for really dangerous things, intercontinental ballistic missiles, supersonic jets that have lots of payloads and can do really harm to America in like a flash of an eye, we keep our radar very sensitized to that. Maybe not so much surveillance balloons or balloons of this kind. And maybe we should adjust our sensitivities, and maybe we will now. Okay, but that needs a little bit more explanation also. I understand why we are looking out for intercontinental ballistic missiles and super fast jets with huge military payloads. I want you to do that. Mm-hmm. But now if it's about balloons, why suddenly about balloons and why this seemingly different treatment of one versus the other? I don't think there's a huge danger. I don't think there was a danger from the Chinese spy balloon at all. And lots of things I've read about it suggest that there wasn't. And it, there was, it didn't have nukes on it. It didn't have bioweapons and all that other nonsense. But we seem to have a kind of gap in people are aware of it, but the administration, the president, and we were told yesterday extensive remarks. Well, I don't think what happened no, yesterday absolutely not. falls into the category of extensive explanation. No, I, I got to jump in one last thing. You yep. have 30 seconds uh, hard out. Um, will mm-hmm. you be wearing a cowboy hat at any point this weekend? No, never. Cowboy hats are for people who can pull them off. And for those of us, myself included, who cannot stay far far away from cowboy hats. There's no pretending if you're wearing a cowboy hat, correct? Nope. Nope. None at all. And the pretenders reveal themselves instantly. (laughs) That is so good. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I will now be sending him a cowboy hat this weekend. I I, I have to. We have to get that done. Sending Major a cowboy hat. Biggest one you can find. Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's a given. Linus Construction Time Check. It's time to end this hour. It's also time to invest in LeafGuard gutters before the spring rains. CBS, Rusty, and buckle up. It's Feisty Friday with Shaletta next hour. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 